It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host and founder of BricktownBuckets.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. On today's show, we're going to dive into the news about George Hill's thumb injury and what the Thunder will do from there. The NBA is getting its all-star game back on track to happen this year. Is that a good idea? Is that a bad idea? And what does all-star weekend look like this year during the pandemic and where's it going to be held at? We're also going to talk about where the Thunder rank and the power rankings. We're going to give an update on the Oklahoma City Blue and preview tonight's game against the Houston Rockets. A lot to get to on this edition of Locked on Thunder. It's a daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. The most pressing issue in Oklahoma City is George Hill, and he will not be reevaluated until four weeks from now. He did have surgery on his thumb. I think it's important to note the verbiage of reevaluated. That does not always mean he'll instantly play four weeks from now. It's just when they're going to get another look at him and another opinion of him and then ramp up basketball activities. We'll see what happens from there. Maybe he can play right away after the four weeks are up, but maybe it takes a little bit longer than the four weeks time. Uh, He tried to play through it. Mark Dignott told us after practice today uh, that, you know, he tried a a splint, but splints are really hard to work with, I guess, on your thumb. Uh, You know, he, he was explaining that, you know, like if it happened on his finger, the same injury happened on his finger, it'd be easier to splint up and play through it. But since it happened on his thumb, it's more difficult, I guess, to splint a thumb. And it's making it harder for him to grip the basketball. So George Hill wanted to try to play through it. He tried to work on all these different splints, and none of them could could get him to where he needs to be to play basketball. And so surgery was the only option. And that's why there has been some prolonging, uh, you know, and pushing the surgery down the road. Because if you remember, you know, a couple games ago in Portland, pregame Mark told us, you know, we'll find out where he's at after shoot-around, making it sound like he was closer to a game-time decision than being put on the shelf for a long time. But 
I guess that was him trying out those splints, and those splints didn't work. I'm, I'm not sure how splints work. I've never had to wear a splint before, but Mark was explaining how it is harder to do on your thumb versus on one of your fingers. So if this was a finger injury, he could still be playing right now. That's kind of just the, the unluckiness of it happening on your thumb rather than your finger to kind of put the severity into context for everybody. Uh, the most pressing issue for Oklahoma City is that they're now down to 11 active players. Mark Dagnott did confirm with us today that the that they can recall players from the blue. I speculated that yesterday on yesterday's podcast. I speculated that, you know, they're going to be in the testing protocol, so they should be able to be called back up at any time, albeit I don't expect them to get called back up. But technically speaking, it should be a resource available. And Mark confirmed today that it is. So they can recall players from the blue if they so choose. Those players would be Pokashevsky, Jerome, Hall, Brown. They can get those guys back in Oklahoma City at any time if they needed to have this roster crunch from any area of different things, you know, COVID, God forbid, or knock on wood that there's no injuries. But you're going into each game with 10 active players with a coach who has been running a 10-man rotation. He's told us before about how much he likes to run that 10-man rotation, like to keep his rotations at 10 in the regular season. That's one player who's not in the actual rotation. I would imagine we're going to see all 11 players get some minutes every single night from here on out. And it'll be fascinating to see how he can mix and match those players. But sticking on George Hill before we get into that, sticking on George Hill, the question also became what happens now in his trade conversations and with his trade discussions. As I said preseason, George Hill's not a guy whose market's going to fluctuate. Because he's a veteran, he's been there before, and you know what you're getting in George Hill. He's a steady hand. He's going to provide the same thing year in and year out. If I trade for George Hill, I know he brings leadership. That veteran presence in the locker room, I know he can knock down shots. You know exactly what you're going to get from George Hill night in and night out. Teams know the kind of player he is and person he is on and off the floor. And so his value was never going to fluctuate all that much in terms of what kind of asset he's worth. So that would, have not, that would not have changed if he had a phenomenal February or if he had an atrocious February or if he does not play in February, which he will now will not with the thumb injury. So do not worry, in my opinion, about his trade value. I think it is what it is. A couple seconds and we'll see from there what else he, you know, the Thunder can squeeze out of teams who get more desperate for scoring options. There are still some really good landing spots. Personally, I would love to see him in Dallas. I think that he would fit great on the Mavs and that they desperately need a player like George Hill. And you can come up with 50 million trade ideas, by the way, I love trade ideas and like these fake trades that you guys make on, you know, the NBA trade machine. So if you make any of them, send them to me at Ryland underscore styles or at LO Thunderpod, and I'll rate them on the show. But I think that there's still destinations for George Hill to where his trade market does not move in a positive or negative direction. And this injury does not hinder the thunder from trading him. So on that front, everything is okay with George Hill. All this really means is for this tough stretch of games, which we outlined earlier in the week for this tough stretch of games, you're playing the Lakers and the Bucks and the Nuggets, and you're playing all of these championship level contenders. You're going to have 11 players, 11 active players playing back-to-backs, you know, Friday, Saturday, where you would imagine on Saturday that Al Horford doesn't play, and you have another back-to-back at the end of the month where you would imagine Al Horford will not play at that back-to-back either, you're going to face some adversity here this month. This is a make-or-break month, as we outlined on Monday. It got a lot harder now with George Hill being sidelined all month. 
Your guards right now are SGA, Maldon, Diallo, Dort. The wings on this team is Baisley, Kenny Hustle, Darius Miller, Justin Jackson. And the centers are Isaiah Roby, Al Horford, Mike Muscala. Like, this is going to be tough. This is going to be tough to navigate, but it's going to be something that can spark opportunity. And on the postgame show yesterday with the Rockets, I talked about wanting to see Darius Baisley in more of that point guard role as that lead ball handler role. You're going to have to see that without George Hill for a month and with only 11 players. Because taking away Poku, that at least took away somebody who can playmake a little bit. I mean, for that second unit, which is really deprived of playmaking. You know, staggering in Baisley with that second group and allowing him to help out Diallo in the playmaking aspect of it will be a big deal. I think you're going to see some wacky lineups. You just have to. There's no great combination of line shifts with the 10-man rotation. There's no straight five guys who you want to come in after the starting lineup to where you're going to have to mix and match and stagger these players if you're Coach Mark Dagnon. So I want to have a strangest lineup contest. What is the strangest lineup you can think of with this group? For me, I think that my strangest lineup would be Diallo at point guard, Darius Miller at shooting guard, Justin Jackson at small forward, Kenny Hustle at power forward, and Isaiah Roby at center. That would be interesting at least. I mean, it would not be very good, I don't think, but it would be interesting. And I'm not quite sure where else... Mark can go, especially on those nights in which you don't have Al Horford, if he still plans on resting on back-to-backs, which for his long-term health, which is more important than any singular game, you want him to rest on those back-to-backs because you want him to stay healthy. You want to look at the big picture. You know, the big picture is what matters in every single season, especially this year. And you saw that big picture factor in last, last night whenever SGA is taken off the floor because they're worried about an ankle injury and he was totally fine. They checked him out, evaluated him and all was well. So obviously the priority will be big picture and it will result in some wacky lineups. And I cannot wait to see what unfolds here. And if you do want to have a trade talk conversation, I I take it back to last night where we talked about, we talked about Darius Miller. If Miller gets more minutes and he becomes part of the rotation, he can have a good month here to where teams look at that and say, okay, for $7 million, I'll give you a 50th overall pick, right? I'll give you a protected second round pick, a late second round pick for Darius Miller. If he has a good stretch and Mark confirmed that Darius Miller is available. He has been available and he still is active and good to go. So Miller is, is at the disposal of the thunder who will only have 11 players. It'll be so wild. And, and, you know, you can have the same conversation as last night about COVID and, you know, what happens if you get put in contact tracing, you're already teetering on that eight player threshold. You know, hopefully none of that arises for Oklahoma city, but coming up, I do want to talk about the NBA all-star weekend being back. I want to talk about where the thunder rank in the power rankings and also preview tonight's game against the Houston Rockets. But first I want to tell you about our good friends over at CBDMD. The holidays are finally behind us, which means it's time to catch up on some much-needed sleep. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends over at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than the NBA media is sleeping on DeAndre Hunter. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valorian root, 
chamomile, and other sleep prompting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little bit before bed, their new CBD bath salts fused with superior CBD and Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxurious experience. And they are all available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as a soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. CBDMD helps me relax and shed stress from the holiday season. So check them out today. Be sure to get an even easier start to your year and start your year off right with their offer to our listeners, 25% off your next order whenever you use promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, cbdmd.com, promo code NBA, 25% off your next purchase of superior CBD products from cbdmd.com, promo code NBA, 25% off. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Get more of the sport news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sport news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcast from, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's a phenomenal show to keep you on track and keeping you in the know with every single sport around the world. It's a fantastic tool, a fantastic resource to start your mornings with. So the NBA is in advanced talks to bring the All-Star Weekend back. And by the time this show is published, I'm sure it'll be finalized because Chris Paul is pushing for this, the head of the Players Association. Woj is already all over it with details, and you know when that happens, it's all but official. So the plan right now would be that All-Star Weekend is not only back, which we've discussed before, of the possibility it comes back with the All-Star Game, but it's full-blown back. Like, they're going to have the dunk contest the three-point contest, and the All-Star game, along with some different skills challenges, which could mean the Rising Stars game, but most likely will mean you know the, the Taco Bell skills competition where they start throwing basketballs through tires or whatever and dribbling around fake plastic props. Nonetheless, this would take place on March 7th on TNT in Atlanta. The All-Star break ranges from March 5th through the 10th, and every player will have to daily test Throughout the All-Star break, you'll return to your home market two days prior to the end of the All-Star break. Typically, players cannot opt out of the All-Star game. You know, of course, unless they're like hurt. But but if they're healthy, they can't opt out. 
I do think, and again, this is an assumption, I do think that that will change for this year alone where players can decide not to participate in the All-Star game or its festivities. Uh, just being that it's a pandemic and players have gotten to opt out of this season, they should be able to opt out of a exhibition game. I am a huge fan of All-Star Weekend. It's obviously great for the sport. It's obviously entertaining. We can talk about who we want to participate in the dunk contest and the three-point contest and the All-Star game and all that jazz. There has to be some concern, though, about what this could bring. I mean, we had a game last night canceled in the fourth hour where you know they're warming up the, the Pistons and the Nuggets, and it gets canceled. But then the Nuggets are going to play, or the Pistons, I should say, the Pistons are going to play you know, later on today. We still do not have it under control enough to where we don't cancel games anymore. So what happens if worst-case scenario, doomsday scenario, where you get a positive test in the All-Star game? Does a positive test from the All-Star game shut down the entire league? Because you're going to have you know, representation from every team or they're about every team in the NBA at All-Star Weekend. Now, it will not be the typical All-Star Weekend. You know, they're going to come in, play the game, and then leave. But still, playing a basketball game is a lot of contact. Locker rooms, things like that. You know, and of course, the actual playing of the game. I understand the worry. I understand the concern. It's something to keep an eye on, but I've got to stick with what I've always said, and I've always said to trust the NBA. The NBA has thought about that. They've weighed the pros and cons of this. A lot of the pros is about money. You can be upfront and honest about that. But the NBA and NBA PA know more information than I know, so I'm going to leave it to them to make this decision because I absolutely cannot wait to watch the dunk contest and three-point contest and all-star game. I'll be right in front of the TV every step of the way. I do wonder, does this mean that since it's going to be in Atlanta, you know, I know it's in Atlanta because of the TNT situation, but since it will be in Atlanta this year, are they going to allow fans the way that the Hawks are? You know, the Hawks have allowed fans and they got a lot of publicity for it last night whenever LeBron James gets into it with a courtside fan and they have a back and forth and she's not wearing her mask properly, which is kind of a bad luck if you're going to have courtside fans or fans in general, but especially courtside fans, you need to make sure that they're going to wear their mask properly. And that was not happening in Atlanta last night. I wonder, since it's in Atlanta, do they have fans? The All-Star game, I think, will happen. I think that this will all happen. For the Thunder, you're hoping that SGA can get there and keep the streak alive. The last time the Thunder did not have an All-Star was in 2009. So you're hoping that SGA can keep that streak going. I know that the Thunder are also marketing Al Horford. I don't really see a pathway for Al Horford to make the All-Star game. But you do see a pathway, at least, for SGA. And then for the festivities, again, all we know right now is that the dunk contest and three-point contest will be back and probably the skills competition as well as the All-Star game. If there is a Rising Stars challenge, maybe you see Lou Dort in there and, and Tail Maldon in there as well. If Maldon can can capitalize on this month of starting. But in terms of the three-point contest, I don't see anyone getting in there from Oklahoma City. The dunk contest, I think, will be up to Diallo. I think that Diallo will have an open invitation to return to the dunk contest if he wants it. So you could get some representation there on All-Star Weekend at the dunk contest. That would be a lot of fun. It'd be interesting to see how that all plays out. I wonder if Diallo would even want to do it. I'm sure once this is officially announced and this is officially official, I'm sure that he will be asked about it in one of our media scrums with Diallo. But it'd be fun. 
I know a lot of people are out on the dunk contest. I'm not one of those people. I still love it and enjoy it every single year, even as you know, you can make the case that these are kind of getting stale at this point. And we had the whole judging fiasco last time, but I still love the dunk contest. Let me know if you do too on Twitter. We still need to get to the power rankings this week and a update from the Oklahoma City Blue and also preview tonight's game against the Houston Rockets and what might unfold in round two of the baseball series between Oklahoma City and the Houston Rockets with Taylor Maldon set to make yet another start in his young career, you can assume. But we can dive into the power rankings. ESPN has Oklahoma City at 24, as does The Athletic. They both have him at 24. Bleacher Report at 21. The NBA has them at 20. NBA.com has them at 20. Now, Sports Illustrated has the Thunder all the way down at number 27 in the NBA. CBS has them all the way up at 16. And I think that those are your two most radical opinions. And this is what we're seeing a lot of on Thunder Twitter of like some people think that they're a top, you know, 16 borderline top 15 team in the NBA. And some people thinking that they're a bottom feeder in the NBA. And I always say that the truth oftentimes is in the middle. And that's where you're seeing ESPN and the athletic level out at 24, 20, you know, 21 at Bleacher Report, things like that. Uh, NBC has them at 23. The average of all these national power rankings is 22. And then in my power rankings, they are number 25. So that's where the Thunder stack up to me in the NBA for this week with a very tough month ahead of February. Let me know where you have them on your power rankings on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles and at LO Thunderpod. Coming up again, blue update and the Rockets preview as the Thunder try to bounce back and get back on track tonight against Houston, who will be very shorthanded in this one, which we'll talk about coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is a phenomenal place. It's the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online can have you betting on any single sport you want to. The NBA, the NFL, the NHL, baseball future bets for the divisions and for the World Series and for all that fun stuff over there. And of course, it is Super Bowl week, so you can bet on the Super Bowl and see who you have taken home the Lombardi between my Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Please bet on Chiefs minus three with betonline.ag. So go there right now. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Check them out. Do not forget to use promo code Locked On to receive that 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportbook experts will talk about the bet of the game for this game later on in the show. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder. I want to tell you, when this podcast is over, to go check out Chad Ford's Big Board. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. 
Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has the first big board of the year out right now with profiles of Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Draft Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So great to have an amazing draft mind like Chad Ford on the Locked On Podcast Network. But speaking of the draft, you look at tankathon.com right now in Oklahoma City is placed 10th. That would give them, if the season ended today, if the season is over today, the Thunder would have an 11.7% chance at a top four pick and a 2.5% chance at the top overall pick. The Thunder sit 3.5 games back of the worst record in the NBA. It is a total jumbled mess right now. And after this month, we'll have a much clearer picture of where each team, including Oklahoma City, is at in terms of the race for Cade Cunningham. But speaking of the draft and, and player development, Oklahoma City Blue, they had their first media availability today, and Coach Gibbs told us that, number one, Vit is not with the Blue, despite being on the roster. That caused some confusion for some fans out there. He is still in Oklahoma City, Vit is. Vit is rehabbing that torn ACL, and he is not in the bubble. That's to be expected. Vit is in no way going to play for either the Thunder or the Blue this year as he rehabs that ACL. The Thunder have clearly invested in Vit. They've traded for him. They have bought out Admiral Schofield's contract for the rights to get Vit. And I think that he will be a part of this kind of youth movement moving forward, you know, next year and beyond, especially in Summer League, if he can get back and healthy for that. And if Summer League actually does happen, of course. Vit did say in an interview recently that the Thunder expect him to be ready for next season. He also mentioned that if COVID gets better, he might start traveling with the Thunder on road trips. I'm not quite sure, you know, how legitimate that is or with the outlook on taking players on the road who you absolutely know will not play under any circumstance. We'll see what the traveling party size does as the season progresses. At that point, you would think it would have to increase to allow that to happen, but we'll see and monitor that along the way. Vit will not play this year, but he will be part of the future. You know, of course, that's what the Thunder have communicated to him and their actions have spoken that as well in trading for him and in buying out Admiral Schofield to, to be able to get that draft right for VIT, you know, as a part of that trade. So that's good news on the VIT front clarification there. Gibbs did say in passing that Jerome will get minutes with the blue. So obviously he is not going down there just to rehab. Now he might not be able to play February 11th. We don't know that yet, but he will play eventually and he'll be ready to go and get into more of a rhythm. And then, I found it interesting that that Gibbs praised Mark Dignott and talked about how much his coaching tree is already growing, even for as young as a coach as Mark is, and how Gibbs comes from Mark's coaching tree. Mark hired him on his blue staff, and then whenever Mark got promoted to Billy Donovan's staff with the NBA, the Thunder promote Gibbs to head coach. So it was a fun you know, tidbit to hear from Gibbs himself and hear about the impact that Mark has had on him. We hear from players all the time about how you know, Mark investing in them really gives them confidence and, and, and builds trust with Mark. But hearing how much he's impacted the lives of coaches, and, and Gibbs said it best whenever he said that Mark truly invests in everybody, coaches, players, everybody. He invests in them. And that is a great trait to have as a coach who is in charge of this rebuild and in charge of player development and in charge of getting this organization back on track. And so you like to see that. And Gibbs talked about how he wants to kind of mirror the Thunder and and, and take that um, Oklahoma City culture 
down to the bubble and focus on player development and focus on, you know, you know, getting these guys prepared. So that is awesome right there. That's your blue update for today. The Rockets preview, of course, George Hill is out. Poku's out. Brown is out. Hall and Jerome are also out. But for the Rockets, on the 1230 injury report on Tuesday, John Wall was listed as out with the Achilles injury recovery uh, for the reason. Now, you can go listen to Locked on Rockets to see if this was a planned thing, but I found that a bit surprising because there was already the day in between these two games that they were going to just start resting John Wall on Wednesday. I don't know what the Rockets schedule is coming up, so maybe they have a back-to-back that they want to prepare for in this way and give John Wall two straight days off to prepare for that. But the bottom line is Oklahoma City will not have to prepare and face John Wall in today's game. What to watch for in this one, of course, is Teo Maldon taking over that starting role and being comfortable there. I mean, you know without a shadow of a doubt now, and I'm sure that Teo knew before we did, but you know without a shadow of a doubt now that this is your job for the next month. This is your job. Let it fly. Be aggressive. Be assertive. And take ownership of that starting role for Oklahoma City. And I want to see him do that. And he's done a good job so far. You see him each and every game progress more and more as an aggressive, assertive ball player. And hopefully he can do the same thing moving forward. I want to see Darius Baisley get a chance to be a playmaker. If you are somebody who listens to the show daily, since May, I've been just talking your head off about Darius Baisley and his elite playmaking attributes and the way that he can be an elite playmaker in the NBA. And what better time than now to experiment with that and to get the best out of Baisley, I think you need to give him the chance to create for others. So I want to see the Thunder start to do that more. As you saw little spurts here and there on Monday of him in those kind of lineups that are conducive to him being the playmaker. So that's another thing to watch for tonight. Even after the Thunder got blown out by the Rockets on Monday in the John Wall news, the Rockets are a five-point favorite in this game. They were a five-and-a-half-point favorite entering Monday's game. You know, the Thunder have done a really good job of responding in these baseball series and cutting the the deficits down in each one and even winning some of them. But the bet of the day brought to you by our good friends over at betonline.ag. I still think I give the slight edge to Houston. And so if I ha- if I do pick the spread, it's going to be Houston minus five as the bet of the day from our good friends over at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Another thing to watch for in this game is Darius Miller, because if he cannot get on the floor in this game, I do wonder what the future outlook is for him moving forward this season in terms of playing time, because there's only 11 active players. This game will have spurts where you need just a body out there, and I want to see Darius Miller get a chance. I think that he can do something on the floor of value, and I think that he's a good shooter. I hope we get to see that in this game today. And then it's still the biggest week for SGA's all-star campaign. SGA has to have a impeccable performance tonight and move that into the two games against Minnesota to really build on this all-star campaign that he's going on to try to salvage the Thunder all-star streak. But once again, for the all-star conversation, no matter what happens, if he's an all-star or if he's not, the fact that SGA would be an all-star snub in year three before he even gets a year of continuity and a year of stability, which we'll finally have next season, it's a great thing for the outlook of this organization. So be happy with the way the the organization is going. The Moneyball pick today, I'm going to go with Mike Muscala. I think that Mike Muscala catches fire from beyond the arc with that second group and really helps the Thunder offense in this one. 
Remember to tweet me your bet of the game and your money ball of the game as we keep track all year long to see if you can beat me in these contests. We will be back tomorrow to recap this Rockets game. And then on Friday, we have a special crossover episode with Locked On Timberwolves to preview that back-to-back series. A lot still to come on Locked On Thunder. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.